With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This is D. Orlando Ledbetter of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution here with the 12th episode of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. The Falcons are on the bye this week. They'll regroup after losing to Buffalo 23-17. They are 3-1 and and will face Miami when they come back on October the 15th. The Falcons plays Jack Crawford, defensive tackle, who was signed as a free agent from Dallas, on the injured reserve list on Tuesday. Crawford had three of the 27 quarterback hits for the defensive line. The Falcons also named Warwick Dunn as the next member to go into the team's ring of honor. Warwick is a uh, part owner of the team. His philanthropic works in the community have been well documented, and they couldn't have a finer citizen going into the ring of honor. The Falcons also, uh, you know, moving forward here, they're going into their bye week, so we wanted to get some thoughts here from center Alex Mack on on uh, the bye. Uh, I think we have a couple injuries that we can definitely use to heal up. Uh, I personally dislike an early bye. You know, I just, the season just started. Uh, you got in the game mode. You're used to, you know, the game prep. And uh, I want to keep playing, especially after a loss. I want to get back. Say, it's doing I want to get back in the building. I want to get back to work and move on to the next thing. Uh, uh, I think we can really use this to grow as uh, a learning experience. And uh, I think healing up and being fresh and you know, making sure our team's at the best of the ability uh, coming into the rest of the season is going to do us some good. There it is from All-Pro center Alex Mack. He was a second-team All-Pro last season. And uh, we'll co- come back to Alex his thoughts on uh, and get his thoughts on going for it on short-yarded situations, which the Falcons have not done. Uh, you know, uh, they did not do against Buffalo. But just uh, at the break here with the bye week, we have a little time to reflect on five things that have gone wrong and five things that have gone right for the Falcons. Let's start with the wrong, Ryan's interception. He's got five. He's on pace for 20. Three of them were, uh, you know, tip passes and uh uh, you only had two really bad throws, the one in Detroit to uh, Glover Quinn and the one last week uh, to Taylor Gabriel on the deep ball where he was covered by Micah Hott. The other three were tip balls. So, But that five out of four games is a, uh, a rate for 20. He's only had 17 in a, a season. So uh, they'll have to get that squared away when they come back. The deep ball is off. We, we've seen that. They haven't been able to connect. I think it's because Julio Jones and Gabriel, Taylor Gabriel, missed so much time in the offseason, and they just didn't work, work on it enough together. The uh, short yardage plan must be improved. Uh, they, um, 
you know, through passes again there on third and one and fourth and one against Buffalo, and that didn't work out. Uh, I'm thinking a jumbo package or, or, you know, just some determination to run the ball, give your linemen a chance to fight for that yard. Uh, they talk about the defense fighting for a blade of grass. They need to let the offensive line fight for that same blade of grass. Uh, actually, the three yards, uh, you know, a yard or three feet or however you want to look at it of grass, they need to fight for that and get a chance. Uh, Coach Quinn's not happy with the turnover margin. I know why now. I looked it up. Uh, they're 28th in the league with minus four turnover margin, and uh, that's not going to get it. The uh, pass protection's got to improve, too. We want to see if they're going to uh, go to Tyler Sombrero or go to Austin Pastor as a possibility for them. You know, five things um, that have gone right for the Falcons, the uh, – Don Terry Poe has done a good job for him on the defensive line. Uh, the running backs have been dynamite. Devontae Freeman and Tevin Coleman are off to a great start this year. Uh, the pass rush has been awesome. They've got 12 sacks, 27 hits. The 12 sacks is actually uh, has them on pace for 48, which would, you know, 48 led the league last year. And that's been without Vic Beasley. So, you know, we'll expect them to sign a, another defensive tackle to take Crawford's place. Uh, Joe uh, Volano's been up and playing, but they'll get some more depth along the defensive line here moving forward. Another thing that's gone right has been the play of Desmond Trufant. Uh, big game against Green Bay. A couple penalties against Detroit. He also uh, had a... Um, Got beat for a touchdown in the Buffalo game, but he's shaking off the rust, and that's gonna he's gonna be just fine there. But uh, another thing that's gone right has been the kicking of Matt Bryant, five field goals there, or excuse me, eight field goals, thirty three points, eighth in the league, I believe there. And uh, you know, just some of the things we want to check in here. Uh, they have some work to do, no question about it. Uh, and they uh, they have some things that are working where it's working out pretty good for them. So, you know, I'm sure the coaches doing their self scout will figure out what they need to work on. And uh, one of the things is the short yardage situation. So we asked Alex Mack about that. Uh, Third and fourth and one. A lot of people say y'all should have ran the ball yesterday. Uh. There's a timer there. You'd be hurried up the next play. Mm-hmm. I think there was a threat, and you know we almost ran. You know, there was a, a check if they came out and the thing that was advantageous to us, mm-hmm. we could have run it. Uh, you know, I think the best thing to do is just you know have uh, confidence in your play caller. And, do what you're told. Mm-hmm. Sounds so bad, uh, but like you know, it's not my job to question right, the call right, is, right. you know. And I've given that up way back in college. Right. You know what? You yeah, know, yeah. Uh, this is what they do, and this is the, the chess game the coaches play. Mm-hmm. And I let them do that. You know, it's, it makes my job real easy to not. You know, I don't have to guess. You know, all right, we're doing this one. Let's do it. You know, okay. <laughs> and you just get behind the play, and you do as best you can, and you focus on what's important. And you don't really, don't really worry about anything else. 
Well, there you have it. Alex Mack talking about the short yardage situation, uh, situations that the uh, offensive line has been placed in. Uh, they can't come out and say, hey, you know, give us the ball. Let us, uh, you know, run run the ball behind us. We can get you that yard. Uh, he just about said that as di- diplomatically as he could. Uh, he doesn't want to question the play caller. Another thing in that Buffalo game, they uh, – you know, the Bills had 10 players on the field, and looks like, according to, you know, what we've been able to piece together, they were trying to hit Justin Hardy on that front side slant. And uh, I don't think he got off the line of scrimmage clean. Uh, Ryan made the play action, looked over there, didn't like what he saw, then came over to Gabriel, and Gabriel ran a kind of cryptic route, came in, then tried to go out. And uh, Ryan's, uh, where Ryan threw the ball to the spot, he was nowhere near the spot where he was supposed to be. Uh, so that was fourth and one, another failed pass play in a, you know, traditionally obvious run situation. But as Alex Mack said, you know, the coaches uh, are playing this chess game. They're going against percentages and, uh, you know, they got all, all this information now. Instead of just playing old school football and fighting for a yard, they're trying to trick each other in a game of finesse, and that hasn't been working out very good for the Falcons. So, hey, we thank you all for coming by here during the bye week. Uh, enjoy your time. Uh, we appreciate you all downloading the Bowtie Chronicles podcast, all the things you need to know about the Falcons. You can get it on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, and Pocket Cast. This is the 12th episode, and we certainly appreciate all the folks that have been coming by. And uh, Falcons will be back at practice on Monday, getting ready to play the Miami Dolphins, October the 15th at the Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Take care. This is Dear Orlando Ledbetter of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. In Atlanta, one voice has stood out for over four decades. An AJC original, The Monica Pearson Show. Let's talk about how you got to ESPN. Revealing interviews. You are known as America's doctor, but I want to know who you were before that. When you have a different name, you have different color skin, it can be tough. With Atlanta's most famous faces, as you've never seen them before. I'm telling my story. This is the American dream. The Monica Pearson Show, streaming now on AJC.com. Hip-hop is a product of black people. It's a product of black song and celebration. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution presents... Hip-hop's most pulled elements are pulled from the South. A Southern hip-hop store. We always go back to that moment of the Source Awards. Everybody wants your rhythm, but they don't want your blues. The biggest names in hip-hop. Atlanta is still the mecca for hip-hop. 50 years. No one can deny... One film. The power of the South now. The South got something to say. Streaming now at AJC.com slash hip-hop.